Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Welcome, Hawk fans. Welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I am your host, Colin Cole, and I'm joined by my resident guest host, the three-year starter, the two-year All-Big Ten All-Conference right tackle, uh, Mr. David Porter. David, thank you for joining me on the show today, sir. Thanks for having me, dude. I'm excited for this one. We got uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. That, that we, you know, we're going to open it up. We're going we're gonna to jump into some things. You know, we already talked a bit about uh, this last week's game, but we're going to get dive into it a little bit more because we have a special guest joining us today all the way from sunny South Florida. We have Iowa all-time great, both punt returner and receiver number eight out of uh, out of South Florida, Boynton Beach, Florida, if, if, I, if memory serves correctly, Mr. C.J. Jones. C.J., thank you for joining us today, sir. How y'all doing out there, Hawkeye Nation? Glad to have me. Glad to have you. Glad to be on the show. Glad to be on the show. Well, we're glad to have you, CJ. Appreciate you for, for making the time. I know you got a busy schedule, sir. Really appreciate the time. So let's jump right into it, man. We uh we already talked a little bit about uh the Hawks loss, the, the 54 to 10 was the 54 to 10 loss to the uh the Ohio State Buckeyes, uh bringing their record to three and four currently. And they're heading into homecoming week uh, against, and they will be hosting the Northwestern Wildcats, 3:30 at Kinnick Stadium. So Man, we're going to jump right into this thing. It's uh, it, it, CJ. I'm glad you can join us. I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and start off with you, sir. It's uh, it's been a bit of a difficult season um for the for the Hawks, specifically on offense. Um, this past weekend we saw for the first we, we saw um, we saw Alex Padilla come in the game for the first time at halftime. Uh, for he came in to relieve Spencer Petrus. Uh, he didn't have a great outing himself. It was a bit of a difficult outing, considering he came in cold off the bench. It was it was tough on him. He only he only completed five of ten passes for thirty two yards and an interception, as we know, as well as that fumbled snap at the beginning of that that uh, that drive. Uh, Caleb Johnson, the running back, he came in. He actually started the first started the game. He was the first uh, Iowa running back to start as a true freshman in a few years. So he uh, came out. He's been tr- trucking away and doing well this season, but. CJ, my question to you, man, is what have you seen? What did you see out of this offense and this team um, in that game that we saw against the Ohio State Buckeyes? And what are your, what are your thoughts overall about this offense? Well, what my, my thoughts about this offense is um, uh, I, I think the offense is just a little uh, unexperienced of the young offense, as we as we know. Um, we, we do have we did have a, a senior at the quarterback spot. You know, um, um, a leader, which I would think would be capable of, you know, maintaining the offense. But um, when you have a lot of inexperience, um, it's kind of hard to be able to make and do the plays that you want to do. So um, what what I, what I would do or what, what I see is I think we just need to go back to the basics, you know, go back to the basics and figure out what works. You know, and, and and you make it better, and you go off of it. 
you know, um, this weekend, last past weekend versus Ohio State, you know, the guys, they, they started off strong, but, you know, that the first play of the drive, you know, that, that kind of takes out a little bit out of you, you know, to throw an interception, but then that defense came back hitting hard, you know, to get it back. So you, it is some, it is some, um, some good in it in Iowa football, you know, um, but I just think over time, you know, we'll be a little bit better and get a little bit of experience to be able to compete at a higher rate with all the big boys, you know, right now, I just don't think we are capable of doing that. Yeah, you know, I would agree with you. I definitely, I mean, we saw the performance against Ohio State. We saw the performance against Michigan, two of the top teams clearly in the Big Ten currently. So that being said, they, they um, it was a, a challenge for the offense to get going. It was definitely a challenge for um, for Alex when he came in. Uh, like I said, only going four for 10 passes. Um, David, we talked about this uh, throughout the season so far, um, and now Alex getting his opportunities. Is there a QB controversy in, in Iowa City? And, and uh, who gets the start this weekend? Uh, the, the depth chart came out already, and I'm not sure. Uh, I think they had four for the quarterback position right now. So um, my, my gut tells me Spencer's going to be the starting quarterback. Um, I, I don't see Alex coming back in there, um, especially the way they put him in at that time uh, in that situation just didn't set him up for success at all. So the way I see things going right now, Spencer's probably going to be in our quarterback um, next game against Northwestern. I mean, Northwestern is not very good this year. We're, we're very likely to beat them, probably 90% favors to win that game. So that would be a good confidence booster. I would like to see Alex start, especially against Northwestern, because it's a game that we're so heavily favored to win against. Uh, so he goes out there and actually gets some confidence and plays the game. Uh, as a quarterback, especially as a young kid, you forget these guys are kids we saw talking to them as like they're just professional athletes but these are kids out there give him the rest with the ones during the week uh allow him to actually take control and command that offense and we'll start to see some better things out of it actually you know, maybe he does a better job of spreading out to the left or rolling out to the left and throwing the ball because right now spencer's feet are just now where he needs to be when he's making the delivery going rolling left so my hopes are that you know we get Alex, but my gut tells me we're going to see Spencer start. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, I think you might be correct in that regard. It, it's uh, it, if we go back at how they pretty much have done things over the course of of uh, Kirk's tenureship, it's pretty much been that way. Um, CJ, let me ask you a question, man. Um, considering. Uh, this program has uh, has had some success dating back to the 2002 uh, season, you know, where we were all a part of the program. Uh, that 2002 team was honored um, earlier this season when uh, at uh, pretty much halftime against the Michigan game. And one thing about that team was we know that uh, it was led by Brad Banks, the runner up to the Heisman Trophy. We know that you were a starting receiver and there were a number of other guys who were, were playmakers for that team, you know, Mo Brown, Ed Hinkle, um, Dallas Clark, to name a few. Considering that team, considering where that team was and where this team is, um, looking at the stats from this last game, Sam LaPorta was taught, has six receptions for 55 yards. 
the other six receivers or five receivers that caught passes were only caught only only caught one pass. So how has this offense changed or, or how has this offense declined uh, over the course of the years, considering what, what uh, the 2002 team was able to accomplish, uh, being one of the leading scorers in Hawkeye history? And where does this team need to go to try and diversify its offense? All right, for 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 one, I think for what I said in the beginning, the experience part of our receiver uh, core. Um, when you're when you're when you're young, it's just not so many plays that you can remember when that heat and that fire is out there at that moment. You feel me? At that time, when we was in 2002 class, you know we had a lot of upperclassmen that was already, you know what I mean, in the system already doing what they're doing. It was easier for us to, to catch on real fast because if you wanted to play, that you that was the only way that you was going to be able to get in. You had to, you know what I mean, you had to learn from the older guys. There is nobody on our receiver core that's a leader to be able to do that because they're all on a pretty much the same level. So who are you going to call on? So that's why each one of them got one catch. They didn't trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure it out. They they don't know who the guy is. Somebody got to stand up. Somebody got to be that person to rely on to be able to say, throw the ball to me. Who is the Dallas Clark? Who is the Mo Brown? Who is the CJ Jones? Who is the who is the Robert Gallery? Who is those players? If they're not trying to look like us or play like us, I don't know what they're looking for. I don't know how you're going to win because we was different and we won. We all came together. It was a whole different from everywhere. We was brothers, and once we got unified, it was a wrap. You know, it, it it was just a wrap. We did everything together, man. I don't know how. I don't know what the. I don't know what they're doing now. I don't know what they do when they leave from out of the complex after they just got finished lifting weight. We know what we did. You know, we was bonding, and so that carried to the field. You know, and so I got I got a follow up for that, CJ. It's interesting. You you that's I. Because you, you think about the program as a whole, it's uh, it, it was a different time, of course. <clears throat> the NIL was not a, a situation that was an opportunity, and the opportunity to transfer, <clears throat> the transfer portal was definitely not uh, as as utilized as much as it is right now. And we've seen a number of players transfer out of the program. Um, perhaps your depth players, you know, you get your Tyrone Tracy's yeah. and your Charlie Joneses. <clears throat> it, has that been really the detriment of the program? Has that been one of the things that we can point to to say that, you know, the depletion of those, of those cores has been what we can point to as what's uh, been the decline in the offense? Yes. I, I would say a hundred percent. You're right. Because they were, they was the depth of our offense. They was the, the leaders. Then when they leave, you know, who's going to be the leader that who's going to step up. You got to think the younger guys are looking at the leaders. If all of them leave, then who's going to lead. And if they don't know what they're doing, then that means everybody doesn't know what they're doing. We was all on one page. There wasn't not one person on our office that didn't know what they was doing, where they was going. Everybody knew. So it, it had to work. So that's why our plays were so efficient because everybody knew where they was doing. Everybody went to their spot. Everybody went to three yards or whatever it may be. I don't know if this offense is doing that right now. It almost looks like they're scrambling. I know these are the same exact plays that I've been running and I've been seeing since since I've been there, I guess. So I see it. I know what they're running. I can call the plays out. 
Like, we know. So you don't think other teams know what's going on? It's the same offense. There's nothing different. You put, you, you got, if you're going to do something different, you need to put the same components and then you can do that. You can't have a, 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 a receiver, a, a tight end trying to run a bubble screen. Like, how are you going to get, like, come on. Like, I, I see things like that and I, I'm like, wonder, like, what are we thinking about when you have, you, it's just, it's, str- it's frustrating seeing that, knowing that where we came from and what we built to just see it deteriorate to this. And I know that we lost some players, but if you talk about going to the next level, we need some guys to step it up. Mm. It's the only way it could be done. You got to step up, bro, if you're trying to go to the league because you're not going to make it. You're just going to be a normal player that just played for Iowa and just moved along and they're just going to put another one there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. A couple things that you said, you know, you talked about uh, the offense being very much similar, if not the same as what they ran a number of years ago and has been become quite kind of predictable. Um, so I guess since we're here, uh, David, what do, you, what do you think, man? Is 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 in terms of these uh, this offense and and what CJ is saying, we have very little to no experience and depth experience specifically uh, at at those positions. How how has that, in your opinion, really uh, taken away from the offense and really put Sam Laporta and and Luke Lachey as the number one and two targets for the team? Well, inexperience is uh, is plentiful right now at Iowa. I mean, it's not just at the uh, positions. We also have it at the uh, the coaching level, too. You know, we have the offensive coordinator. This is something new for him. He's coaching the quarterbacks as well. Uh, we're, like I said, we don't have the depth in the personnel. Uh, we're heavily relying on our tight ends for our, our passing game. And like CJ said, a lot of these guys, a lot of these plays are the same plays that we were running back in 2002. He knows the plays that are going to happen before they happen on offense. If we know that uh, these coaches, these professional coaches that are there, this is what they do day in and day out. They know that as well. And until we have the right people there to run that offense, it's just not going to be very effective. I just don't see it happening, uh, especially since we're running a similar offense to what we had in 2002 without a similar personnel. Uh, the that is one thing. That was a really good observation. The uh, the personnel is different than what we had back in 2002 on the offense. The, the, when they talk about the timing, people don't understand how much timing really goes into the offense. Everybody has to know what they're doing on every play because we have 11 different people doing 11 different things that have to be in sequence. And it doesn't, if it doesn't happen like that, people think get off, which is why we were so good back in 2002. As CJ said, everybody knew what they were doing for every play. And we could anticipate what was going to occur because we knew the person uh, that was playing in the game, we knew where they were going to be. There was no guessing for us. We knew where it was going to be. So you could toss the ball. You could have confidence in the person who was going to be there where they were were supposed to be because we knew they had where they were supposed to be. We talked about it even before the play happened. We would talk about things that were going to happen. And then it happened exactly as we had planned it. So uh, this offense, it's it's tough with the inexperience. It's tough with the uh, the lack of personnel, uh, and that comes back to recruiting. 
Uh, and then that also goes back to development during the season. But right now, uh, with Spencer, I feel I feel really badly for that kid. I think he uh, a lot of his confidence has been shot, and you know his development seems to be there's been clear regression in his development. I'm I'm not sure if you guys have seen the same thing, but what I'm seeing uh, from when I saw last Saturday, he threw the ball directly at the defender a couple times, and there weren't. I mean, there weren't any of our guys around there. I'm not sure where he was throwing when he let the ball loose. I'm like, where's that going? Because I didn't see anybody but OSU people there. So um, that's where I see our offense right now. I mean, the O-line, my God. I mean, we're that dip and rip on the outside by those tight ends. We're going to see a lot, a lot. Those TE games, those TT games, we're going to start seeing that a lot. You know, uh, the mat, the <laughs> – we're going to have the, the middle linebacker and the tackle start twisting too. You're going to have the the, the defensive end and the tackle start to, uh, and the, uh, the outside linebacker start to switch outside. Yeah. Middle linebacker and the defensive end start to do some game gaming as well. I mean, until our offensive line starts to pick that up and prove that we can actually protect the quarterback and create lanes for the running game, you know, that offense really is not going anywhere. No, you're absolutely right, man. It's, it's, let's be honest. It's definitely not what we are used to uh, grown accustomed to seeing. Um, we, we've been spoiled that maybe, no, it's not spoiled. Um, we, we've grown accustomed to seeing some really high powered offenses. We, we've grown accustomed to seeing um, quarterbacks that can deliver the shots down the field. We've grown accustomed to seeing those receivers making big plays on the outside, you know, in the, in the, uh, your wide receiver um, screen game, you know, making blocks down the field. It's at this point, it's frustrating to consider that uh, this team is definitely not a representation of what we're so grown accustomed to seeing and just not performing up to that level. Not that they can't get to it, but uh, they just haven't done so thus far this season. So, I mean, fellas, it's, um, we'll, we'll get into the next show in terms of talking more Northwestern. Um, but uh, they're a one and six outfit. You know, their their only win was um, uh, over in Ireland when they came back and beat Nebraska, um, which looked like a pretty good game at the time. Looked like a pretty big win at the time. But pro- both of those programs are are kind of still trying to figure themselves out. But uh, in terms of where the Hawkeyes are, um, CJ, what uh, the, is this a good opponent? Uh, is this what they need going into you know to try and find themselves offensively? To try and exploit this, you know, just just find themselves. I just, I just think that you know everybody's hearts just need to grow. You know, you just need to get bigger hearts, and you know whatever plays that we're doing, just know what we're doing. They still have to stop it, no matter what. But if you don't know what you're doing, then I mean, you're just out there just running plays, and you can get hurt like that. <laughs> I mean, um. Uh, moving forward, I think this Hawkeye team can definitely get better, you know, with experience and time over time. But I just don't, I just don't see it right now because it takes time to grow and to develop. And like you said, like with the quarterbacks, like everything has to work and everything is on timing. And if you have guys out of place and, and out of out of uh, different areas, you know, you're going to get bad plays and you're going to get those plays like he's throwing picks because he don't know what's going on. He don't, he's not looking at the defense. He only see the receivers. 
he's not looking at the defense and recognizing what's going on. It, oh, I know my receiver routes are just going that way, so I'm just going to throw it. Bro, it's a defense underneath that. So understand that. You could have just thrown it all the way or, you know, ran it. You know, just I just think that our decision-making on that part, you know, is, um, is, is a little tough. And, and it's, um, I think that, like, like um, Porter said, the lack of confidence, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, you don't have no confidence. If you don't believe in the next man beside you, there's no confidence in our offense. That's why the offense look like that. The special teams look like that because there's no confidence. There ain't none. That's why we can't play. That's why we back to where we to before. When I got to Iowa, they was one in ten. You think I, man? Please, I ain't, I wasn't going one in ten. I knew I knew no Florida boys was going one in ten. I could rely on that part. So we had to get y'all Iowans and all y'all boys from who don't who who you feel me? We had to. And once y'all got the beat on what we was trying to do, y'all already know. The Florida boys, we came with it and we stopped recruiting out of down south area. So I think a lot of that changed too. What the what what we got going on. I mean, the speed in itself, it it is it, it shows, you know. So I mean, like, and we need to do better recruiting, man. We gotta get the brothers back to Iowa. We gotta get the brothers back to Iowa to help. And if we don't help, this is gonna be tough. I'm just being real with it. You gotta get the brothers back. Um, you gotta you gotta get us back, man. And um, I think that would help out a lot. Um, but um, let's go, Hawks, man. You gotta go. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so I'm gonna wrap it up with this. Um, so, uh, so David, do you think that you could coach quarterbacks with your life skills and anything that you know about your position? Do you think you can coach quarterbacks? No. <laughs> I, I've never. I don't know what to tell. Like, dude, I, I, no, I, I, I can barely catch a ball. I don't know how to throw a ball. Did I? Like, it, read the defense. I can tell you what defense we're in. I can tell you when the blitz is coming. But as far as the progressions, how to read through it, the the, the first level, second level, third level, your primary, your secondary, your tertiary, you know, all of, that's I, I've never done that. You, it would be easier for me to coast the D line and the linebackers. Heck, maybe even a DB than to play to do the quarterback position just because of everything that's go that goes into it. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah, I'm not would you be able to do that? So so basically what you're telling me right now that we need a quarterback coach? Uh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we need a quarterback coach. Yeah. Do we all agree on that? Yeah. So we have the role positions coaching coaching the positions. <laughs> I don't well, know. I was this. Hold, I on, don't hold, know. On, hold on. Before you, before you, no, no. See, because, because, oh. okay, because the Hawkeye uh, coaching staff is filled with guys that have played different positions than what exactly. they coach. Coach LeVar coaches, I mean, he was a tight ends coach for a while. He's now special teams. Uh, coach, uh, coach Abdul Hodge, he obviously one of the all time greatest linebackers in Hawkeye history. He's coaching the tight ends currently. So it's, you know, it, it's been some. Well, you got to think, he's been with linebackers. He's he, he been on the other side of that. So I can, I can respect that of him being able to be like, okay, just what the tight end gonna be able to do because he can teach that part of it, the other side of it. Right. You know I mean? He thinks a note of So that's that, because he got to cover those guys. So mm-hmm. I can yeah, look- I, I can see that happening, but you can't take a lineman or uh, uh, you can't take a kicker and somebody, you feel to be a no, no quarterback coach or no 
position coach or nothing like that. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely not a, a lot of nuances to the position that you have to know to have to be able to talk through. And yeah, you got to be able that, to. Without that experience, it does make it difficult for Yeah, it make a lot of difference because the guy's not going to respect you, bro. What are you talking about, man? When I was in the league, you know what Randy Moss did to our receiver coach? He got fired mm. because he couldn't do a route. He couldn't show nothing. He couldn't, you never played, but you coaching us. How you gonna tell us how to run a route, but you never like, yeah, he got fired, bro. Yeah. Mm. Once he found that mm. out, like you can't coach, you can't coach one of the greatest and you never even did it before. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So you, you yeah. can't, you, that's just straight up, bro. Proof's in the pudding, right? Yeah, man, it, it is, bro. Like, that's like a person trying to trying to teach speed, but the only thing you can do if you ain't got no speed is you know the the book part of it because you can't show it. Mm-hmm. I can show speed. I still got it. Yeah. I can teach it. I can. I got. You know what I mean. The, the whole everything for it. So that boy gone. Yeah. He somehow he he ended up. We lost uh, Mr. Porter, but it's all good. No worries. We about to wrap up anyway. So we about to wrap up. Um. But uh, with that, man, it's been a tremendous show. Um. Uh, he he he's back. He's back. Full effect. You know he's over there jacking around with his technology. Yeah, he's living in living in that high rise over there in Chicago. You know, he got all kinds of uh, you know, all kinds of towers and signals and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure. But we're good. We're good. But uh, I was just gonna wrap us up anyhow. Um we um definitely managed this it's been a tremendous show. Uh talked a lot about uh where this this Hawkeye offense is where we where we kind of seen where they may have been uh struggling for lack of a better word struggling and why that may be why that may be we know that uh, that offensive line is definitely young and uh but they definitely have to do better in terms of uh being able to pick up some of the basics as well as you know we can't have a lot of that uh that front side leakage in the run game and all that stuff so uh anything else you guys got before we take off go hawks let's go boys let's go <laughs> Yeah, team cohesion is just as important as like unit cohesion, right? So when we're talking about the offense being out of sorts and out of sequence, the team is kind of out of sequence too. So like we were talking about earlier, where each player on our team on offense knew exactly where to be. We could depend on the other guys to pick us up. We could also depend on our defense because they were built the same way. Each individual defensive person knew what the heck they were doing and they could depend on each other as well as they could depend on the offense to pick them up when we, when they were down. We could depend on the defense to pick them up when they were down. And the special teams, hey, CJ, what? Yeah, y'all, was, y'all was fire back then. And we just know all three faces of the game. We knew that, like, hey, we weren't going to, like, be completely horrible. And if there was a back step, the other guys were going to pick us up. And the guys that took the back step were going to come back. I just don't see that happening right now. And it was very indicative when we saw the Tory try to run that punt back, you know, that fake punt. He's trying to do more than what he's capable of doing. And the whole outside, just, he doesn't even know how to run the thing. Yeah. Like, just run to the outside. It's wide open. You got I feel, it. I feel you like got this. I feel like Tory. got it. I do feel like Tory is capable. I feel like, you know, because he got that rugby back. Oh, I feel like he's capable. I just feel like he just wasn't, uh, he just didn't, you know, I think. I think it just got the moment got too big for him because the space was outside for sure. And then he was, he was, he was going. straight, he was 
standing up tall oh. and you know got hit right in the chest so you know it was it was a good idea um in his mind and i could see why he made the decision it's just gotta make the play gotta make the play anyhow yep. you can see that uh the man has has business to go handle we're gonna go ahead and wrap the show up um it's been a pleasure it's been awesome to have our our our, our, our main man mr <laughs> cj jones the head detective himself it's been awesome to have you on we appreciate you sir um for yes, david, sir. david porter i'm colin cole uh thank you all for joining us on the show today um god bless and go hawks go hawks let's go Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.